Christy was sending me uh, uh, videos and text telling me how it was going in Honduras and you know she sent me that video and it starts with a bus kind of passing by and I thought well that, that's kind of unique and I wonder what what's happening there and uh, you know the story of getting a new house and all that but when she said she had 10 children a year but <laughs> You know, the, the, the singer feels a song coming on. I feel a sermon coming on here. Amen. You know, last week we talked about something that really did change our life. What did you do? I got it. I don't even need this mic. I'll tell you that. You ever seen the cartoon where the cartoon's running, but it's not going anywhere? I feel like, come on, let's go. And Christy was telling me about this lady that had 10 children, and she's already starting to have grandchildren. And, and if you've ever seen pictures, and, and I've been blessed to go to Honduras, that they can find anything, cardboard boxes or, or anything to build houses. And when we went, we were able to give money ahead of time so the people in Honduras, the World Gospel Outreach that we, we minister to or we support, has the ability to buy resources and get it ready for North American missionaries like us to come and build houses like that. And, and put in concrete floors in existing houses that have dirt floors that keep all kinds of germs and sickness out of the area. And as Christy said, as we as a church, and Christy's the church, yeah. and, and the team that went from this church a few years ago, and as we support them in financial, we're the church. And as the church makes a difference in a world, let me tell you, they don't believe in God. They say, no, wait, wait just a minute. How did that lady with 10 children get, look, there's an organization that doesn't even know about religion. And there's people that go, well, what is that? Well, let me tell you about a savior called Jesus Christ. Now, again, they don't care about religion. They don't care about, they want to know why people would be willing to give so a lady with 10 children can have a house. And that's what we do. That's what we do as children of God, that we are in a dark world, but we are the light of the world. This morning, as we've talked in the past weeks, and especially the last time I spoke, when we talked about the subject of being outnumbered, and we talked about how Caleb and Joshua were two spies that went into a, a, a promise land that had been promised the people of Israel, but 10 other people went with them. And when they got back with the report, 10 out of 12 men came to the conclusion that they should speak out of their mouth a negative report. The Bible says it was a bad report. Did, did you hear this? It was a bad report, not because it was not a true report. But a bad report was because it was against the word of God. And what the word of God said was going to be the, the consequence Listen, a good consequence of mixing faith with the word of God and going into the promised land. The, the land was there with giants. The land was there because it had big cities and it had all the things that seemed overwhelming to people of God. But because the word of God had already gone forth, you can say the report of the Lord had already gone forth and it had already been promised to a group of people. 
That's what we're going to talk about today because how in the world, if there's two million people, can two men, Joshua and Caleb, we talked about Caleb mostly last week, but how can two men out of two million, you could say, how to be one in a million people, they come up with a good report in the face of everybody going, are you crazy? Because everybody can see that we should not go into the promise. These two men said, no, no, we should go, and let's go. God has already promised it to us. So this morning, I want you to see where you're at right now in your life. Not just in your life, but today, right here, where you're sitting. Because some of us have come in in a place, and it's we, we need encouragement. The Word of God is our encouragement because it is from God to us. This morning, I hope that you leave this place better than you came in. Pastor, I'm doing pretty good. Better than that. And as you leave this place, that your eyes are opened up, and you begin to think differently than what you even did when you came. Pastor, I'm doing good. Better than that. What I just want to bring out, just a couple things to then do a transition into today's sermon. What I told you last week is what Caleb teaches me, and I want to show you, is that you need to use your voice even when you're outnumbered. God has given each one of us a voice to begin to speak in the crowd or the congregation. He was outnumbered, think about this, in, in everywhere he went. He was outnumbered in the congregation of the 12 spies that he was with. He was outnumbered, of course, in the promised land and all the giants, all the other people that were living there that were going to be promised as, here's the way that the Bible says, there are bread. We will eat them. All those people were saying, you can't come here. You're not strong enough. Are you kidding me? You need to stay out there in the wilderness. He was outnumbered everywhere he went. I said this last week, and I want to repeat it because we're going to build on it in a few weeks. Until you see what others can't see, you can't do what others can't do. There, there's something about people with faith, and they have faith eyes. Stick with me here. They have faith eyes, and they see through the present-day circumstances to the place of the conquered promised land. See, people without faith will look and they go, you know, I can see giants. I can see the powerful cities. I can see all the things that are going to keep me from getting what God has promised. I, I can see that the people with faith can see those people too. They can see those obstacles. They can see Monday mornings. Let's get away on that. Let catch up. It's Monday already. <laughs> Gotta go back to work. People of faith can see all that, but they see through the giants to the promised land that's flowing with milk and honey. They, they can see sitting on the porch of their house that they didn't build. They're eating olives that they didn't plant and vineyards that they didn't plant, and they're going, Hallelujah. Sing that song again, Lisa Cruz, because I'm in agreement. <laughs> I have seen the goodness of God in the land that I'm living right now. I'm going to see God's goodness in heaven. You know, there's no believer that's going to stand up and say, oh, I'm not going to see the goodness of God in heaven. But if we only look for the streets of gold to experience the goodness of God, we're missing what the Word of God has promised us right here in this world. Amen. Our 
eternity starts the day that we make Jesus Christ Lord of our life, not the day that we cease to breathe. It's time for us to see through the obstacles in our life, all the things that are right now in present day. Let me tell you, I'm not telling you that they're not true. I'm just telling you that I'm going to believe differently. Pastor, give me a scripture and a passage. Here we go. Turn to Isaiah 53. You ask, here it comes. That's right. I don't need to be the question. I worry. I question now. I've got the answer. Here we go. Isaiah 53. If you know the book of Isaiah, it is amazing. Some of the prophecies that Isaiah did, people of modern times have discussed that it can't be true because it was so accurate. Some people think that Isaiah was written after the fact because it was so perfectly uh, brought into manifestation. He, he prophesied things that, that happened. It's almost like somebody thinking that they shot an arrow and hit the wall, and then Isaiah went and drew, drew a, a, a target around it. It's not true. He prophesied the word of God and reported the Lord before it happened. And if you look at Isaiah 51 and 52, all the terrible things that are happening in the world at that time, and they're true. But in 53, there's a, a, a loving Father, our God, that comes and says, even through all this, I'm going to promise redemption and restoration. And we get this powerful, famous passage of scriptures in 53, things like this. But he was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities and chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes and with his stripes we are healed. How many people have ever heard that before? That's the report that was in 53 leading all these things that were happening in the world to the promises of God. In the first part of chapter 53 what I love is it comes out with this. This is out the NIV, then the King James and then the message just kind of gets you all in unity. Here we go. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? In, in the King James, who has believed our report, Isaiah said. And then in the message it says, who believes what we've heard and seen? Who would have thought God's saving power would look like this? Esther, storms are coming. The economy's bad. Pastor, I, I, I see inflation. Do you know how much eggs cost these days? There's shortages. You know, the other day, I couldn't even get money. I didn't even have Yes. The gas prices. I saw a $100 bill floating down the sidewalk the other day, and someone says, there goes a gallon of gas. Have anybody heard? I mean, and you've seen people talking like this. The food prices are going up. The news reports bad times ahead. Pastor, there's storms coming. Hey, John Miller says, yes, I can see the storm coming. But today I'm going to give you the report of the Lord that trumps what everybody else sees. Amen. So we all see the problem, but can you see the solution that you've been anointed for? That's the question again. We can all see the problems, 
but can you see the solution to the problem that we all have been anointed for? It is us that says, in a dark world, we are the nightlight. That there's something about a little nightlight. Have, have you been in a dark room and there's a nightlight? Come on, I know you're not scared of the dark anymore, but do you have a nightlight? And there's a little nightlight maybe in your bathroom because that's where you frequent every night, three or four times, maybe even one, maybe one, maybe anyway. Without a little light, even maybe an alarm clock that has the digital light, maybe that's your nightlight. Whatever it is, just a little light in a dark room, you can see where you're going and you're not bumping your foot. You're not you're not in the middle of the night waking up your wife saying, Oh! Why? Because the nightlight is there. You see the what? That's who you are. In a world that's dark and everybody sees the problem, you're the one that is speaking and using your voice. Answer is the solution. Now, here's the question. Because just like the people that were there that brought back the negative report, here they are. Everybody can see the problem. But in this situation, they see the problem and they talk the problem. They continually talk the problem. Problem, problem, problem. And when somebody says God will take us into the promise because He promised us the land. There's a lot of times that people will say, until you tell me how he's going to do it, that's no answer to me. Let me tell you this morning, how do you and I believe in the grace of God for his children when we don't know how he will deliver us? That's the message that I want to show you today. Because we all know that there's a, a bad report versus a good report. Last week, the 10 leaders, the 10 people that weren't just picked out, these guys were leaders, influencers in the community. 10 of them said, we can't, we should not go. But the good report between Caleb and Joshua came back saying, we can go and we should go. So this morning, as Isaiah 53 says, I want to ask you, whose report do you believe? You need to decide now. You need to think differently now because where we're going in times of this kind of uh, uh, inflation and this time of problems in, a, in our history, that if you don't decide where you go there, you'll begin to be in a soup that you'll begin to look and see things just like everybody else because of the words that are going in your ears from everybody that has a bad report. What I figured out is when, when you don't decide how you're going to think now, we, we know that the word of God changes our thinking, but really words change our thinking. We know that the transformation process of the word of God that comes into our life says the word of God changes our thinking. And when our thinking changes, it changes our emotions. Now listen to this. Emotion is something that God has given us, but we have to keep it in check where it tries to punish an emotion that sometimes is not the will of God. And what we do is we become so frustrated and we become so anxious about things that are going on. And what we're doing is we begin to bring that into our control instead of saying, God, you're in control of that. Because bad thinking leads to bad talking, and bad talking leads to bad acting. 
And when you begin to see people that are acting not like people of faith, then that could be you. Oh, I, I, they call us lead pastors now. I don't know if that's the new trend or saying what I am. But I am a senior pastor. I got gray hair. I went to Bible school. But just because I'm three or four feet taller than you because of this platform doesn't mean nothing. If I'm not careful, I begin to have things come out of my mouth. I drive a truck. Some people are complaining because it takes $60 to fill up, $105 from there. I'm standing at the pump the other day and I'm laughing at the guy next to me and I'm, oh, I'll tell you what, I, watch it. I can complain as good as anybody. It's not knowing the Word of God, it's doing the Word of God. Whose report will you believe? There's something about when it ticks past the $99 mark. It's a gauge. How much faith you got? Let me tell you, we're living in a time where it's so easy to look at the bad things, and, and there's something about a grudge that comes over us. It could be because of the political party. It's because of Obama, I tell you. Obama, he's not even in there. Well, who is in there? I want to complain about somebody. <laughs> they like to complain. They want to give a bad report. It's not time. It, this isn't a time forever to grudge a negative report. But let me put a little pastor spin on it. It's not time to nurse it and rehearse it and disperse it, but time to reverse it. Come on, come on. That's right. That's right. That's Bible school. That's Bible school. And you can reverse it by what you're thinking through eyes of faith, through the problem. And I'm here today to this. Just to declare, in spite of all the present-day circumstances, that we believe another report, and it's not the world's report. Can we all come to the agreement that there is a negative non-believer's report? Now, can, can we have mercy on those people? I mean, they're wrong. But we do not live in the same track, or we're not in that river that they're in. They don't have faith. Why do we expect people that don't believe in God to have faith? But just like we should have mercy, therefore we're the light unto a dark world. Listen to me. When they look at you, understand that they're going to see crazy. But you're going to be okay to be outnumbered. You're going to be able to say, you know, in spite of what present day, sir. Can you not see that a gallon of gas is that much? Yeah, I can see it. Can you hear on the news that the media is saying that COVID is just around the corner again? Yeah, I can hear that. And on and on it goes. On and on. But for us, we can get to the point where we say, we believe the report of the Lord. We're in the middle of a depression. You know, there, there was there's a recession going on, which is one step from a depression. Really? Tell me how that is. Okay. So, so depression, and they try to get very detailed, so they go, boom. Oh. 
But as a church and believers in God, we can choose, listen to me, we can choose to say, I don't participate in this one. I'm not going to participate in this recession or this depression. Well, pastor, don't you have to pay $4.56 for a gallon of gas? Yes, but God has blessed me with $4.56. And God is going to bless me through times like this. If we believe the Bible, then listen. Believe the report of the Lord. Now watch this. In Ephesians chapter 1, which again, I, I read this a lot because it's encouragement to me. I want it to be encouragement to you. In Ephesians chapter 1, Paul is talking to new Christians in, in the city of Ephesus. And again, we know that there's a limited amount that he is sending to this church, so he picks his words, I believe, very carefully. In, in the first part of this, Ephesians chapter 1, he says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. Everything that we need, it's in heavenly realms. Amen. Remember that. Where's, where's every spiritual blessing? Heavenly realms. It's, it's there. So you go on in, in verse about 16, 17 in there. Paul says, you know, guys, ever since I knew and found out that you have served God, you put your heart and your faith in God, I prayed that that you might have the, the spirit of, of wisdom and revelation once, so that you might know God better. This is the whole thing that we've talked about for months. When you know who God is, and he can do what he says he can do, all of a sudden we walk in a different way. You know what I mean? The, the world, the non-believers report kind of has you dim like this. Well, let me tell you, when you hear the report of the Lord and you begin to see that God and who God is and the spirit of wisdom and revelation is all over you. And you go, oh, wow. Wow. Listen to what God is saying on this. All of a sudden, you kind of. Don't you have back issues? No, that was last year when I didn't know that. <laughs> Look swagger. See, it looks arrogant, but it's confidence in God, not in yourself. And Paul is saying this, so that you might know God better. Now listen to this. Then, then Paul drops this, that you might know his incomparable great power for us who believe. Do you know power? That's in troubled times. People don't have power. I wish I had a little power, but I just don't have it. It's not me. It's, it's, it's the government. It's the, the, the let's, let's get rid of the police. And socks. Socks. That about makes about as much sense, right? Let's just do away with something. I hate the paint on the Come on. Paul says that you and I have power for us who believe the power is the same. Do you hear that? The same as the mighty strength who exerted when he, Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. Listen, and seated him at the right hand in heavenly realms. That's where Jesus is. Now, this is who Jesus is. Far above all the rule and authority, the government, the Republicans and Democrats. You love the pastor, don't you? Let's go on. Far above all the rule and authority, powers and dominions, and every name that is invoked not only in this prison age, but also in the age to come. That pretty much trumps everything, right? When we think of Jesus above everything. 
And God placed him all and placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So Jesus is in heaven realms, right hand of the Father, over everything. Just, just kind of remember that. And everybody goes, sure. But here's the part that a lot of people get a little fuzzy on because they don't really, they have not a belief system to be it to this next part. Jesus is there. Remember this. In chapter 2, the, verse, the first, first few verses talk about who we were and how Jesus now has made us alive in him. But this is what's amazing is it says that he predestined us before the foundation of the earth. All the way from chapter 1 to chapter 2. And it says in verse 6, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him. See, a lot of you don't even receive the power that God has given us because we do not believe it. But that doesn't make it untrue. Oh, you say, say it again. Now, here it comes. <laughs> Just because you don't know the power that is in you and the power that God has given us to be believers, just because you don't believe it, because your belief system hasn't been built on that basis, doesn't mean that it's not true or that God is a liar and saying it. I never said he was a liar. Then walk in your identity of what God has given you. And God raised up with Christ Jesus and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Now, now where is every spiritual blessing? We started out by saying in heavenly realms. God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly realms. You can read that in the first in the third verse of chapter one. But in chapter 2, verse 6, and God raised us up with Christ Jesus and seated us with him in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. That's where the blessings are. Pastor, I'm not feeling blessed. Well, get on up there. We go on vacation this year up in the heavenly realms. Spiritual blessings are. I'm going to leave this area for a few days and hopefully not come back. All right, here we go. In verse 7, it says, in order, he did that in order that in the coming age, how many people know from now all the way back then, this is the coming age? In order that in the coming age, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. I would believe that we're going to glory. In the middle of all the things that are happening, I believe the report of the Lord. Now let me tell you, you might be one that says persistence can break resistance. And I like that. Just constant persistence. But let me give it to you another way that is the 180 degree way that a lot of people think about it. And that is this. That even though mental toughness can come, that we determined to be persistent, that it also can be flexibility and adaptability 
Because when God is seated in heavenly places and we begin to walk in that identity, listen to this. Flexibility and adaptability. In a world that is going, ah, it's going down, I tell you what, it's crazy up there. We can walk in believing that I can be happy anywhere. Now, this doesn't sound like, well, of course, Christianity is not easy. But knowing that we are seated in heavenly places and walking in our identity, you can say, I can be happy anywhere. Amen. Esther, you don't know the ones that I live with. You can be happy anywhere. <laughs> you can say, I can work with what I have. You can say, I can have a good day with anybody. You can say, you are tough when your mood is not dependent on your conditions. Again, we're not talking about a person that has not leaned on the word of God and not trusted in their own understanding. Think about some other that leads to the word of the Lord. Amen. Now, let me kind of give you some encouragement. Because if, did you ever watch, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, but back in the day when Batman and Robin, do you remember those all over in black and white? I don't think they were black and white, but they were just poorly done. You know, instead of having real action, they go, pow, and then they have boom! Do you remember that? Let me give you a little Batman and Robin against the bad reports. Because we know that there's always going to be two reports, but the loudest report in the room, or the majority report, is not always right. And so when the bad report comes, we can remember, God said in Proverbs chapter 18, the same or the name of the Lord is a fortified tower, and the righteous run to it and are saved. Amen. Bah! <laughs> See, some of us are listening to the wrong report. And if we listen every night around 9.30 or 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock, you know what I'm talking about? See, some of us are listening to the wrong. We, we listen to the Fox News and tells us, what is the report? Or the CNN, and we tell, what is the report? Or the ABC or the NBC or the woe is me report. It's always going to be speaking a report. Do you realize that they come up with, they already understand that there's no way that those broadcasts can make money on good reports. Nobody's interested in that. We are. If you've ever listened to the news after a while, you go, oh, goodness, I didn't know it, but the sky's falling. See you tomorrow night, 10 o'clock. Watch it again. So let me give you another one. The report of the unbeliever is that the world is going down, down, down to hell. But the believer's report is, no, I'm going up, yeah. up to heaven. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But then there's that little word named but. That like we talked about last word is a contrast to what has been said before. Listen to it again. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the, the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen. How many? All. Well, there, there's all of them. He delivers us out of all those. Bang. 
How? Listen to this. This is my booyah right here. Jesus says, I've told you these things so that you might have peace. There are people that need peace. Yeah. I've told you these things that the, listen, the world, you will have trouble. In this world, you'll have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Whose report will you believe? Let me, let me end with this. I'm going to have the worship team come up here and we're going to have a chance to respond while we have the teams come up and we're going to pray for those that are just saying, you know what, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord and in the middle of right now where I'm going through, I just want somebody to agree with me in prayer over this situation, this situation, this situation. In the, in the last month, we've had uh, Dana McIntosh in surgery. She's recovering well. Terry Vaughter uh, is recovering well. We're just blessed to have you in here. You know, when I go into the, uh, uh, the room to, to visit uh, Terry and Laura, and uh, Terry is ready for surgery, and he's he's a king. Amen. I mean, he's speaking faith right before they take him to the operating room. That's going to bring him through this. Let, let me end with this because this this is a story that I can I kind of always revert back to, so I want to share it with you. And as I prepared this message, I thought, you know, I'm going to end with this. And, and I call it the Armenian siege because this is about as bad a time in history for these people as it gets. A great army of the Armenians had circled uh, the, the Israelites and they had laid siege to them to the point where the food, talk about shortages, I don't think anybody has bought a donkey head. Anybody price a donkey head? Donkey head. There's some cheap meat, I think. I don't know. In the Bible, it said that a donkey head was selling for like two pounds of silver. That's how shortage food was. Donkey head. Now, the realistic fact is that it is bad times. I'm not. I'm not here today to say. You know, that, that things aren't getting back. I'm not here, but I believe the report that God is going to bring us through. Yeah. This is a story that here's this great army. And in 2 Kings chapter 7, Elisha, the man of God, shows up. And he says this, in the middle of the depression times 10, donkey heads eating, he says this, hear the word of the Lord. In other words, hear the report of the Lord. This is what the Lord says about the, this time tomorrow, a, a set of the finest flour will sell for a shekel and two sets of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. In other words, it's going to be like pennies. They, they don't even have barley and wheat in the city. It's, they're starving so much. Now here is what the, the person that sees without faith, they don't have faith eyes. They just see the reality of what's going on right here and right now. And a man that is defined as a man that the king leaned on, in other words, he's a advisor and an answer, he's going to speak out of his mouth. Just quick, a report. It says, look. In other words, he's talking to Elisha, but he's talking about the people to the people that are around Elisha. He says, look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of, of the heavens, could this happen? In other words, this, there's no way. 
Now, on the other side, I want to show you another story. There's four men with leprosy. And they're starving just like everybody in the city. And they come to grips with the understanding they're going to die. Elisha's already said by this time tomorrow, what is so valuable, they don't care about silver and all that. They want food. What happens is these four men with leprosy are saying to themselves, hey, got an idea. I'm sure one of them says, what, Bob? And Bob says, well, you know, we're going to die if we stay here. Billy says, yes, that's, what the, that's so true. And Bob says, you know, I was thinking if we go over to the enemy's camp, we might have a chance. It's not a real good chance, but let's go. In other words, let's put our faith in we can be protected. Let's just go. And all of them go, let's go. Now, now this is what is so amazing. These four guys that have leprosy, they get to the point of saying, you know what? The very least amount of faith is that there is a little chance that we're going to live, but that chance is better than no chance. What is it called? Hope. And if you have hope, then you have faith. But a lot of times people don't have faith because they can't even find hope. They can't even find flashlight. So here it is. These guys get a little hope. We have a better chance over there. Let's, let's just see if Elisha's right. Let's go. The Bible says that in verse 5, 2 Kings chapter 7, if you're taking notes, verse 5, at dusk, four men with leprosy got up and went into the camp of the Armenians where they reached the edge of the camp, and no one was there. Can you put yourself just a minute in their mind? Where is everybody? Maybe they're having a party over there. Maybe they're over there, but they surely are not totally gone. Now what? Well, you said you were hungry, Billy. I'm hungry. Let's eat. Listen to what happens. It says, For the Lord had caused the Arminians. These, some people think there was a hundred to two hundred thousand soldiers. For the Lord had caused, this is a miracle, for the Lord had caused the Armenians to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army so that they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and the Egyptians, kings, to attack us. So they got up and did the three stooges running into each other as they got out of town. They fled for their life, leaving tents, the horses, their donkeys, you know, their donkey heads? Yes, donkeys. <laughs> they left the camp and ran for their lives. Here's what I think. When those four lepers decided to walk by faith and not by sight, they, they started to walk. And they put one foot in front of the other, and soon they were walking out the door to the point where God just goes, Angel, Gabriel, turn up. Volume 10 on their footsteps. So just the ordinary sounding like chariots and horses and armies coming against our minions and then Whose report will you pull so this morning, I want you to see this. I might be able to use this if it pops to me and I'll turn it back. 
But this morning, I want you to see this because it's very important for us. by saying this you are the only Bible some people will ever read <laughs> in the middle of all that we're going through right now in the United States of proud America and some of us didn't have to fight in a war we praise God for all the people that are the veterans that are in this church and in our country a lot of us didn't have to fight a war well, we didn't have to struggle through our lives. Somebody that went before us did that. But it's the same thing in our Christian walk. We would not be here today sitting in a church seat if it wasn't for somebody discipling us. Yeah. And our grandparents and our great-grandparents. Yeah. And so we're sitting here because somebody... I believe the report of the Lord. Amen. I'm not going to believe all the negative things that are said over our country and my family and I can't do it because... Says it. We're a majority right there. Yeah. So this morning, I want Lisa to come back, but I also want our.